Good evening, y'all. It's Friday night, May 3rd, 2019. It's been a while since we've last talked, but I'm happy that you're all here to finally witness us again. Um, and by us, I mean Nikki Gafal and Nick Jennings of Hippie-ish. But we have an addition tonight. Um, the maker and the artist that made our uh, little interlude there that was quite funky and beautiful. Um, I would love Wes and Nikki to say some words. Well, I am thoroughly creeped out. (laughs) (laughs) But hello, everyone. It is good to be back. Um, We are back and less mature than ever. (laughs) And we are super excited because we have so much to catch up on. We didn't even really prepare much because we just have so much to talk about. There's not even anything to catch up on, Um, you know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Wes, you should introduce yourself as well. Thank you, guys. My name is Wes. made the little ditty in the beginning. My name is Nick. I'm the creepy (laughs) stalker that haunts your dreams. And I'm Nikki. Just, just Nikki. All in all, we really do have a lot to catch up on. It's been a long time, guys. And, you know, while we might be, you know, the same people, much has changed internally and externally. Yeah, I honestly almost feel like a completely different person at this point. So. Honestly. Um, Nikki and I had a really fun moment today. Um, you know how we're big, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race fans over here. Um, we were walking down the streets looking at different houses in the neighborhood of Northeast Minneapolis and, you know, calling out each house for which queen they would be. It was really fun. You were on fire, actually. Like, you would look at a house and uncanny pick the exact drag queen. I I was honestly really impressed. Thank you. It was a really cool thing to see. You know, I'm trying to think of, like, the, the house that really resonated the most with me was probably Brooklyn Heights. Yeah. I mean, she's our newest... Christine AF. Mmm. Mmm. Is that bitch looking good these days? <laughs> Sorry. No, I love Brooklyn Heights. Um, if you ever tuned into RPDR on Thursday nights, um, you know, it's coming up on the end of the season, but check out Brooklyn Heights while you can. <laughs> yep. Um, cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, so I guess I could get started with what I've been up to. Please. Um, well, I mean, a lot has changed. So we kind of left off. Our last interview was with Mike Peterson, um, the life coach. And actually, I mean, I guess where I am now isn't too far off from that main theme. Um, I feel like I remember talking about manifestation in that episode, and I've been doing that a lot of that lately. Um, and I also have been really into tarot and Reiki. Um Reiki is something that had been like popping up in my life very randomly for the past year. And I kind of kept brushing it off, not really paying attention to it. And then um, recently, a mutual friend who I didn't know very well at the time had posted that he got his Reiki certification. And if anyone was interested to reach out, and it just felt like that was the time to learn about it, um, being able to actually talk to someone I know. So I reached out to him. Shout out, Andy, if you ever listen to this. And he told me more about Reiki and about the woman that he got certified by and that she was um, a psychic and like a channel and had a whole page written about him before he even came to see her before his first Reiki session. And there was just something with inside me that I was like, I need to meet this woman. Like, I need to get certified by her. And I just knew it. So I... 
got a session with Andy, and then I got a session with Diane, the healer um, that he got certified by, and then just got my Reiki certification earlier this week. And it has seriously actually been life-changing already, even within this first week. I mean, I feel like I have cleared so much space. I've been doing healing on myself every night, and um, I just feel like just high on life. It's an incredible feeling. And I cannot wait to talk more about Reiki and share it with all of my friends. It's so cool. Yeah, and I'm getting I'm, Reiki 2 certified soon, too, so I'll, I'll know even more within the next month. And I'm completely fresh to that topic, so I'm really excited to learn about it. Yeah. For the most listeners, part. listeners, we yeah. also are recording in a new space this time. Yes. Very new space. Wes has the cutest apartment, and we are in his little, like, sunroom porch, and there's Jeff Goldblum pillow staring <laughs> at me. It's oh, my sparkly, God. It's one of those sequence and, ones where if you um, put it, you put it the other direction, like... Oh, scary. Changes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so it's uh, I things. do like that he's not staring at me yeah. anymore, though. Thank Aside you. Aside from Goldblum, we also have a condenser microphone, which means that you can hear the outdoors a little bit and probably the ASMR effects of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> that was my ASMR from the night. <laughs> so, folks, yes, Jeff Goldblum is in spirit here he is I feel he very much is I can feel his energy and it's just making this podcast even more special but yeah no I love Wes's style like he's got these cute vintage chairs and a mustard couch cushion and I am just living right now I actually took a little pic of it because it's so fucking adorable so I'll post that to our Instagram and not only yeah. oh no, not only is it like really cute style, which it always has been, but Wes really has this like great new obsession that I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit tonight. Um, K-pop has been very prevalent in Wes's life lately, and um, I have been listening to some tracks he sent me. It's very interesting. Um, I, I've never really delved into it that much, but you know, there's just so many genres within K-pop. You don't even know what you're getting into, and open me open me up to a little bit of a new world and I want to hear a little bit more about it from you yeah it's a fresh mix of music that I'm really really obsessed with right now so yeah I'm happy to get in whenever you're ready well I mean go now yeah yeah tell <laughs> us what not? you got you know what do the people need to hear what do they need to hear well <clears throat> music isn't something to show off with you want to feel it <laughs> let's, let's start at the deepest level We're on the Marianas Trench That is like how Yeah, I would describe K-pop like that too <laughs> music, So I Delve deep into a world of Music that's kind of like Into an Asian direction Yeah, and, uh, I mean I love, yeah There's a lot of influence All about that it. they have that we don't And mm-hmm. want to explore a little bit outside of America the thing 100%. about oh, I agree. The thing that I like agree that I hear about it is like there's a lot of influence from other different types of music around the world, but mm-hmm. it's so original at the same time where you can tell that it's, it's got K-pop. like that '80s style, which it, I know you love. You know, I you know I'm yeah, all about an '80s banger. That. Yeah, absolutely. But, but like, it does have like something... a fun twist, and that's why I like it because I am not always the biggest fan of '80s music. I mean, some of it I am, of course, but um, K-pop is just like a funky, like fun. Well, like 80s. while '80s music is like rough around the edges a little bit so like mm-hmm. k-pop is like precise and clean yeah and no, that's like, a good way of putting it yeah like they have very similar beats and tones mm-hmm. and um tunes in general actually but yeah. like 
just no, so crisp. Yeah, no, that's yeah, a very. Well, I mean, I'm only I'm only judging off of the tracks that I've listened to from you, but I mean, I have I've definitely heard some in the past, and you know, like I said, they span all genres really, so you can't really put it into one box of K-pop because I think they take a lot of influence from. It's the same thing as America. Every, exactly, but yeah. it's just like I don't think it's even fair to call it K-pop because there's so many. Like I said, there's a lot of different genres. Yeah. Why? Like, just because they do everything cleaner and more precise doesn't mean <laughs> that it is one genre. Because, it, yeah. you know, it might be punk rock, it might be dance music, it might yeah. be house, it What's might really be... What's really fun is listen to yeah. other genres within that region, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. You'll hear the same kind of cleanliness and just beauty in the way that they roll music. And it's really yeah. incredible if you listen to, like, metal, if you listen to rock. I'd love to hear stuff. metal done in their style. Oh, it's incredible. But that I mean, would be insane. It's the same kind of thing. It's just a different culture that has created a different kind of music because it's not mm-hmm. America. I would like to hear the K-pop version of Nickelback. <laughs> I request this I now. <laughs> Redo Silverside Up. It was not, you know, all it was cracked up to be, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I bought it, but... <laughs> Yeah. That was a long time ago. Oops, I just admitted to that. Who's so Nickelback? <laughs> you know. As as Excuse Wes me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wes, who are some bands or artists in particular that people should check out? Like, who are you really digging? Who are your faves? I'm feeling the word kawaii coming up. <laughs> no. <laughs> a little bit. There is a Japanese band called Ichika. Mm. I T C H A K A. Yeah, so they, like I was talking about with uh, the K pop kind of thing, with how cleanly they mm-hmm. write music and how incredible it is to listen to if you really want to sit down and like listen to a masterful piece of art. Mm-hmm. I found that in pretty much all of the songs within these kind of genres that I listen to, and that's kind of more of a pro- progressive rock. Ichika has like a really good mix of vocals in there. It's not the one guy, Ichika, the guy, whoever he is. He's just a really phenomenal guitarist. You can tell that he's been trained in jazz. You can tell he's been trained in Spanish classical kind of guitar, but he has this really cool influence on more of a progressive rock, almost verging on metal, but more so poppy. Mm -hmm. And he features a bunch of different vocalists, and it's really incredible to hear that kind of mix. He just released a new album a couple weeks ago check that out um otherwise the band chan which i've showed nick yeah i do really enjoy them have you listened to them a couple times i have i wouldn't put it in the k-pop genre no, at all I, I'm, but... not, I'm not sticking to k-pop here okay okay <laughs> yeah just in general we yeah, just want I, your I actual chan. suggestions yeah. okay and i haven't Fair heard enough. any chan so Fair i would enough. love to hear a description of what chan sounds like yeah. if it's hard hard rock you said no, no. It's, it's this um, weird beachy surfer blend. It of really, yeah, it kind oh. of reminded me of Lotus a little bit. Of Interesting. Like band, oh, band okay. Band Why did like, where almost. did I hear Hard Rock from? What? Where did, I thought I, I think heard... that was Ichita. Ichita. That you were talking about. That. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Oh yeah, they they get a little bit heavier at some points. Um, but no, Chan's just a really intelligent, clean music, and it's just really fun to hear these guys. It's two brothers. It's a guitarist, and he trained his little brother to play guitar for him. Or play drums, actually. And uh, he's one of the best drummers, nice name. One of the best drummers yeah, I've heard in modern music in a long time. And really a good treat to listen to. They're currently coming out with new music that's really fun. Check mm-hmm. them out. And uh, yeah, those are my two obsessions right now. I do feel like, close. you know, <laughs> Asia in general, because we're talking about, like, Japan, too, and everything. Just, like, there's a lot of music that's, like, untapped by the American market. Yeah. And, like... 
it, there is a lot of music that you know is a very it's very similar style and genre to a lot of American genres, but mm-hmm. it's just done in a different way. And speaking to that, listen to the band Krungbin. Yeah, I love them. So it's it's yes. two guys that were playing music for some big mega church in Austin, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had some Austin. friends that started to join to play bass, but basically it's this guitarist who's just obsessed with type funk. It's mm-hmm. a weird genre, and you know, not many people listen to that. But basically he got obsessed with Thai funk, he incorporated all that into his rock music that he plays, or whatever kind of genres he wants to classify himself in. It's super fluid these days. Jazz, yeah. funk, rock, anything, mm-hmm. anything. Last like time. Yeah. But basically, uh, yeah, they have this funk and rock. of Thai funk on top of their instrumental music and it's just a three-piece band guitar bass and drums and it's just the most beautiful clean shit this absolutely might, i love it. it this might be a long shot but they are they like red hot chili peppers except different no. because like the early stuff from them no, is very funky that that right there is a garbage can overflowing <laughs> um, bin is a nice I, recycling yeah. bin instead of an office building yeah okay, no okay. that yeah for sure it's okay. way more chill. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's, not saying that that was like a chill air from music or anything, but that's just when I think of funk and rock converging, I do think of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I mean, it's not like so far off. Think. It's just like if Krongbin got like crunk and a little bit more wild. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> I would love to hear it. I would, I would love to hear not, that. Thai funk is not the funk that we're used to. It's yeah. a little different. Yeah, well, I want to I wanna hear it, guys. You know, you're leaving <laughs> well, me out here. No, I think that we've definitely played it for you before, but I, it was a while back. We might need a little bit of a refresher a little, coming up. Little, though, yeah, a refresher know? course, absolutely. And then we need to listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, too. I mean, yeah, I do love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Student but chili peppers. haven't listened to them in a while. Yeah, I mean, me either. Nick, what are what have you been up to? Tell everyone what's going on. Oh God! Well, you know these last these last few months have been really great, transformative. I've started a new job. Um, I really do love the company I'm at right now. I really haven't felt like this great about a place I've been in a super long time, and um, I love my coworkers. I feel secure. Um, it's really given me some amazing opportunities to meet some great people. I really bond with the people that I work with every day, and I have not felt like that in a while. Um, I've gotten a couple of trips out to California, like already as of the beginning of the year. I've been out to San Jose, our headquarters, twice, and that's been great. And my focus on work, I, I feel like in my life, my focus has never really been on work, and lately I have definitely had much more of a focus on work than I ever have. And I think it's because not only do I love my boss and my coworkers, but I love the company I work for, and that's been something really new for me. Like that, I didn't think that I could get back from places that I've been in the past, and this is a this is just a great opportunity, and I'm I'm really happy with it. Um, I, I'm still just. You know, kind of a lost, wandering soul, as I always have been. <laughs> Honestly, like, this has given me some structure, for like, for sure. But I think that, you know, um, I just signed a two-year lease with a really good friend. Very, very, very happy to be living with Chad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are moving into northeast Minneapolis, and I'm going to be here for an extended period of time that will allow me to be very close to where I work, like, I mean, just give me a lot more freedom in general. And, um, 
be around like the areas of the city that I love the most. And I, I'm just very excited to be so, so close to everything. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen over these next two years. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's um, He's moving into a Blair Sinclair house, by yeah. the way, just for oh, the record. Yeah, for the record, um, if you look outside my house, like seriously, like we searched forever for these places, by the way. Um, a lot of tours, a lot of inquiries, a lot of conversations. Houses in Northeast Minneapolis get swept up from you like instantly. So I want to tell you the story of how we got this place. Um, Blair St. Clair, season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, follow her on Instagram. Uh, Nikki and I, we were playing the drag queen game earlier. That's when I decided that our house, our house was Blair St. Clair. Like I said, season 10, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> but anyway, we toured this house. And um, so getting this house is very hard, like all the other houses in Northeast are to get, especially the nice ones. And Chad and I went in with our friend Amanda, and uh, we submitted our application. It was an open house, which is intimidating because it's like a group interview, except there's one interviewer and there's a million interviewees. So who's going to add up to be the best one to move in Mm -hmm. so we go in there we talk to the owner um you know our landlord for a bit and we submitted our application earlier than almost anybody but you know i found out that we chad and i ended up beating out two doctors uh a couple that were doctors and you know apparently um I mean, bothering him with emails for five days straight, uh, really just... I was impressed by your follow-up. You were constantly like, I'm talking to him, I'm talking to him, and I was like, that's impressive. Like, I knew you were going to get it just because if you're talking to the owner that often, as often as you were, I was like, there's, like, no way you're not. There's no way someone else is communicating with him as much as you are. It was was really funny, too, um, because this gave me a little bit of hope just because of the banter, but Mm -hmm. I emailed him about the background checks and stuff like that. And he's like, well, your background check came up for Nicholas Robert Jennings in Minnesota. And apparently there's somebody causing some havoc with your same name. And he sent me over the report of Nicholas Robert Jennings in in the state of Minnesota. And there's like some guy with like aggregated assault and battery that has the same name as me that's 10 years older. And he's just like, well, yeah, your record is a lot more lackluster than this guy. He's like, holy shit. Like, if you really looked at this guy's record, like it was like me, like speeding ticket, uh, parking ticket, two parking tickets. He was like, I would just, he literally sent the thing back to me and said, the Minneapolis parking app has saved my life. (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah, that's, you know, my only issue. I'm not like Robin Banks or anything here. Yeah. Uh, It was, it was pretty funny, but I was just like, oh shit. But the fact that he responded to me with that, um, within the next couple of days, he asked if me and Chad wanted to come over and sign the lease. And Mm -hmm. we signed a two year lease, which also made him like a lot happier because we plan to stay planted for a bit. I don't want to just like move every yeah, year. it sucks to move every year, yeah. for sure. Well, I've done that every year since I've been in college, so I'm kind of over it. Yeah, and, um, now you're fact, locked in. I know, I'm kind of happy I'm locked in, mm-hmm. and honestly, like, if this turns into a rent-to-own situation, I would not be pissed. No, yeah, it's a great location. It's, it's a great location, it's a beautiful house, it was built in 1910, so it's built to last, because <laughs> it's over 100 years old. <laughs> but, yeah. you know... I'm digging it, and I'm happy where I am right now. Um, that's my awesome. update. Anyway, yeah, 
Wes, I would actually like an update on you, even though you haven't podcasted with us. I just want to give you, like, I want to give you some time to just tell us a little bit about what's been going on, because you have a new job, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, good old sales. I know. And we're in the same industry, too. But, you know, I want to find out more about you and your goals with sales. And uh, <laughs> Well, that's funny. I like the money that comes with sales and the fun part. <laughs> that's about it. I'm sure that's everybody who's in sales says that, but I don't know. I've, I've been having this drive to almost get out of it recently. Mm. Something more creative. Yeah. Um, with music. Yeah. Well, I absolutely obviously. think you should start your own like freelance. I would love to. And do I that. am I do here too. to make you a logo and like brand. Yeah. Thank you. And I would Wes, love to do that. I can completely vibe with you on that because I am also in the world of sales, guys. Even though I love my company, it's it is still sales. You know, I don't yeah. want to be in sales forever. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's a regardless. It's it's a grind. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. A lot of mental energy loss that I could be putting to. Music. You're talking yeah. to a million people every day, and it's mm-hmm. like, ooh. Yeah. It's no, terrible. I honestly feel like you would have so many clients because I don't know. You just need to do that. I know. One hundred percent. Lest we not forget, Wes was in solar energy sales prior to where he is now, and just killed the game. I so was supporting a good cause back in the day, and now I feel lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really wanna. I, I really want um, you to like tell us a little about your experience too with solar because that was a pretty cool gig when you had it. It was okay. It was a good entry into sales. But I mean, you're door knocking like. Yeah. How like not many people are able to go up to doors and just knock on them and then get other people's attention. Did you have any strange, like, encounters? I would love to hear about that. What was your most strange encounter of knocking on a stranger door? Yeah, that was an interesting job. It paid really well. It was fun, but tiring, like any sales. Um, This guy, I remember getting his email initially. It was John something 666. <laughs> and Sounds about right. <laughs> a strange encounter. So like my number. A little strange to begin with. Your typical suburban guy that probably never leaves the house, probably works from home, and he uh, takes me into his office. And there was a couple fold-out tables that you would see at like a picnic, and mm-hmm. he had them just covered in the craziest blades and swords and knives. Oh wow. And, uh, I'm already a little freaked out he slash not, turned on. <laughs> JK. He not maybe. Once, once mentioned them and it was a little freaky, but okay. yeah, that was it. So kind of okay. Yeah, that's not as bad as I thought because I feel like it, it, knocking on as many homes as you knocked yeah. on, I would expect at least like. Yeah, I mean, typically, I guess you were knocking on suburban home doors, like yeah. of people just never know that what happens in had Rio, like families okay. and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it, it wasn't. You know, there, yeah. it, nothing could be too jarring. You think you would see something insane, but it was pretty tame. Pretty okay, tame. well, that's good to know. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> you go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, uh, so, Wes, I feel like there's so many interesting things we could talk to you about. So, you are really interested in Missing 411. <laughs> 
Mm. We could we could go that route. I know you're interested in aliens. We could go that route. You oh, just yeah. told me Conspiracy about theorist. a very very interesting spirit encounter at a young age. We yeah. could go that route. We're I mean, great direction. Here. Yeah, no, I, I would want, love to I hear want about to this. Distraction. Company and I'm insane. You guys, yeah. I'm in the dark on this um, podcast okay, so far. Okay, by sales, by corporate life. Let's go to like you know uh, the cool shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. The supernatural. Because <laughs> I know you love talking about that shit, and so do I. Mm-hmm. And especially if we get into some tarot later, I feel like it's like a really almost great segue to oh, get into that. Oh, it's definitely a good yeah. segue, and I so, want my tarot read. Where, where do you think we should start? I mean, I wouldn't mind hitting on all of the topics, but... Well, everybody, I think we're going to start with a break for a second. Um, I might interlude some music here, but we'll be back in a minute. I need to refresh and uh, <laughs> refresh. Get back to exactly what Nikki's. I think we all need okay. a little refresher. Right, let me guess your drink's empty. No. My drink is full. We're and, back. And not only are we totally back, but you know, we're looking to jump off the next diving board, the high dive. Approximately eleven feet off the surface of the water, if you were one of those public public pool goers when you were a little public school goers. <laughs> if you're a public fool, you might have gone off the high dive. But, you know, anyway, what I'm trying to say here is we may have had a couple more cocktails, um, but we're still going to talk about the issues. And by the issues, I mean the non-issues. And by the non-issues, I mean West Vic and his conspiracy theories slash... What is the paranormal slash what is religion? (laughs) Ooh, religion. And I would love to talk a little bit more about religion and conspiracy. I'm not even going to group those two into the same thing. (laughs) But I do think that it's a good segue. Right. And I would love to talk a little bit more about it, Wes. You if pointed you... in like a hundred directions right there. Okay, <laughs> so if I'm going to give you a direction right now, I'm going to tell you to dive into your most recent conspiracy theory that you've been thinking about the most. What's itching your mind at the moment? Boy. Not to put you on the spot. That's tough. <laughs> thinking how far do I want to go to be like completely insane or um, completely insane I'd like to spice this conversation up a notch or two okay. well, I have a really good conspiracy theory Tom Cruise is straight <laughs> prove me wrong I've, that's the first time I've ever thought of that in my life so I have nothing to give you and me too um, no something that's been really interesting is my wife is a teacher She teaches third grade. She just dove into a science project with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, she's she's asking me, what can I teach? And then be fun about the moon and the sun and our direct solar system. Mm -hmm. And my lunatic brain decides to talk about how the moon's actually hollow and there must be some higher race that actually carved it all yeah. at some point. No, that's 100%. I literally just no, read David Wilcox's book about this. No, it's definitely fact. Yeah. But the thing is... Do you think it's like chocolate bunny hollow? Is there like marshmallow inside? No, no. Like, it's, it's actually hollow. Yeah. So, so Wait, they, I'm like listen, really confused. When, <laughs> when we first landed on the moon, and I'm not like some history buffs, I don't know this stuff perfectly, but I basically... I just read a book on this. Okay, so basically when they landed on the moon, they they dropped part of the launch system or whatever it was when they left the moon mm-hmm. and that crashed back into the moon while well, they had a seismic 
mm-hmm. device kind of reading thing on whatever the hell you call that kind of ship. It's like yeah. basically measuring the vibrations of exactly. the Earth. So when they hit the moon with that, that launch stage of the rocket, okay, it rang like a bell. Now, if you were to hit our Earth like that, it would just thud, and that's it. You might yeah. get one slight It goes from solid to solid to slightly liquid exactly. to more but liquid. The moon's hollow, so yeah. it literally reverberated inside the moon. And there was sound that lasted for a couple hours after that impact. Yeah. They've done tests on this again and over and over again. The more impact you give, the longer it reverberates. That means it's hollow. There's there's space inside for sound to move around. Oh, wow. So is it possible for a satellite to be created by this Earth after an impact that our modern-day scientists tell us that, okay, after a while... Earth got impacted and something collected dust and also there's a little ball floating around our Earth in perfect placement that is constantly facing our planet and then it's at the perfect ratio of distance, whatever the fuck you want to call that, from the sun. Well, the gravitational pull, and like that, however close that, it's holding it, it. But it creates an eclipse. The possibility of that is astronomically bizarre. If it was solid. No, no, no. That doesn't have to be It doesn't. It solid. Basically okay. what I'm saying is that it was there by intelligent design. Mm-hmm. So okay. Put the moon there. I'm like extremely. I, I dove way intrigued. down. There. No. I took a really long. Was well, it so funny that you mentioned this? Because yeah, I'm reading Ascension Mysteries by David Wilcock, and mm-hmm. I like the last chapter that I read was talking about this and talking about photographic evidence that they did not release to us. Yeah. And they botched so many photos of the moon to like it's like crazy. shop out a lot of the stuff. So there's so much they didn't release to us. That's why we have the theory that the moon landing was fake. Yeah. A lot of people think that the moon landing is fake because there's so much alterations in the photographs, yeah. but no, that actually wasn't the they case. They just start covering, covering things up. up. But, yeah. okay, do you think, well, okay, when you think it's about the face... It's crazy to say that, but it's... It, it might be crazy to say that, but, you know, I, I'm very intrigued by where you guys are going because I don't... I've never heard this theory of the moon in general, but... When I'm thinking about the moon, um, I'm thinking about how the side that's showing to us is, like, the Maria. So, like, the places that used to hold water, like, the basins and stuff. And then, like, the other side is, like, peaks and valleys, like, that we don't see because it's, like, spinning at the same. It, it's well, it's bas- actually... So, they... Um, the moon, like, it keeps getting hit by, like, uh, what are they called? Like, meteorites like, and stuff. Well, okay. And because of, like, its mass, like, it, it has, like, all the craters. Yeah. Um... Is that what you're talking about by no. the peaks and valleys? No, no, no. You referring to no, by I'm talking about how you know how the side of the moon that we see only because the moon follows around us like it's like literally a mirror image every single time, but we only see a sliver of it. Mm-hmm. But the side that we do see is exactly the same as it. Like we don't see the dark side of the moon ever actually, but yeah. that side of the moon has peaks and valleys on it. The side that we see has what's called the Maria, which are like deep basins and dark spots that travel like along like well, almost they're massive craters yes yeah. mass massive though like massive to the point where it's like too much for one crater to have made that it's like it looks like it was almost like an ocean or something like an ocean basin before oh. which like is interesting because you could think that you, you I'm, just, I'm not I'm not even no I'm not even trying to conspiracize <laughs> I'm just saying like one side of the moon there's a bunch of shit going on, and the other side is a bunch of, like, 
deep basins and like we see those like gray areas that are like rounded and stuff like that and it looks like there used to be water there or something and i'm not saying there was or anything i'm just saying like that's the extent of my knowledge when it comes to the moon but like it's a pretty i think you have a little bit of like mars influence on yeah no i'm not i promise i'm not actually because i know that they i know that that's a thing you brought something up though that's really cool and all of the craters on the moon no matter how wide they are, if it's a mile wide or 500 miles wide, they're all the same depth. Yeah, that's okay. I've so never heard I, that. Yeah, the book that I'm reading is on, yeah, like more, you're more, on more your level west than your level, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, I, I promise, like, it is a completely different picture when you're looking at the other side of the moon than when you're looking at the side that actually shows to us. I actually have no and clue what the other side I, of the moon looks like. I promise I this I is something. agree or disagree. I've just never yeah, heard that before. No, it's, it's something to look into. Well, I would just. I mean, I'm thinking. As you're saying that, it kind of makes sense because that side of the moon has more exposure to space, which there's higher chances of meteorites coming through and hitting. You're right. I mean, that possibly. The, I don't know. Like I've said, the side of the moon is literally like facing us the entire time. Right. But like so that side be. has a lot less like mountainous. I would say it has more. The far side. The far side has more. That's right. what I was saying. Exactly. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But the one toward us has like these deep huge like basins i wouldn't even call them craters like i would love to bring up a picture of the moon to just show you yeah they're circular you'll see that they're craters yeah they're they're very very big they're not they're not like craters though well depends on what hit it Uh, yeah i mean the the reason why you're saying that is because the depth is always the same in the crater i didn't know that which is you just told me that so because it can like only hit so far and then it's hollow no, there, there's layer. there is like a protective layer underneath the base Earth of the Moon. Yeah, that's harder. That's what it, that's, yeah. It's hard enough so for like the meteorite to not penetrate. Yeah. So there's yeah, like yeah. a hard interior, and then the exterior is a soft moon landing that we're used to. Well, so like the information that you heard, did like it talk about like the pyramid structures like being on the Moon too? Yeah. 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 I've never really given too far into that because I don't want to like. I, okay, I know some of the people that do that shit are insane. But the thing is, I know some are serious, and I know some is true. And I, I will believe that. I do believe that there is an intelligent race out there that has been I think there's millions... The I literally think there's millions of we intelligent races. I think absolutely. There's, um... Like, Maybe even more micro than we think. We found yeah. spires built on moons of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. They've pointed them out. Moons of Jupiter. They're never going to publicly acknowledge I, them. No, I've definitely heard that like, some theories, of the moons of Jupiter, yeah. I can't remember what the specific one was. I want to say it started with a Z, but like, there's one moon of Jupiter that's like so close to being able to support life form in some kind of capacity, or at least like a few thousand years off. I don't even know. I, I'm literally speaking out of my ass here. <laughs> but, like, no, there is definitely a moon that's like, there's so many different, like, like there's liquid solids, gases. Well, like, not is, not every place has, not every place has liquids. I feel like liquids might be a sign of something. But, well, yeah, exactly. It's, it heightens the possibility so drastically. Of life. Exactly. But the thing is, we only know the life that we exist in. Well, yeah, like, we, we have times. such a limited view of space. Like, we think that there's just nine planets. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of all the galaxies and, like, everything that... We are a planet. ...our universe, like... A galaxy. Our, our <laughs> tiny little planet is tiny. 
Like, I literally feel like a science experiment. There could and be a rock that we're revolving around, maybe not even a sun, like, not, not another star. Like, you know what I mean? Some kid's snowball. We could like be a star, like, this whole, like, little universe. Let's all watch Men in Black again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. And see that I mean, necklace. <laughs> just thinking about it is insane, and especially just with everything I've been learning recently, it's just all like pointing toward actually okay so diane the reiki master that i got my certification from was saying that we're gonna all learn a lot more about aliens within the next year or two like a lot of shit is gonna come out about it and we're all going to like like believe it and like take it for what it is and she said like yeah it's gonna actually like really help um help save the planet because we're going to have so much better technology and um she talked about too how antarctica is melting and we're actually going to make a huge discovery there that's going to help save our planet yeah you know i honestly and i was like it's kind of full circle if you really think about it though because um you know it's such an unknown area of the world anything about Antarctica and like there's actually landmass under Antarctica under like mm-hmm. a, like yeah there's not... like basically another Atlantis there, there is yeah yeah and like the thing is like you can't say the same about the North Pole it's like all ocean up Maybe there pretty much Atlantis another Atlantis another Maybe, Atlantis. well like basically like you know like a, a, like a sunken city yeah like I think it is Atlantis but another Atlantis is implying that it's somewhere else am I unaware of something in the Bermuda Triangle I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> like it under Antarctica. No, like we're talking about the like Atlantis, the Lost Empire, I like know. that kind of shit. Yeah. But like I think when they're like speaking there's of that, be another there's there's yeah, yeah no, but like when he's talking about where the original one was. Oh. So like okay. and I was just like the Bermuda Triangle, but I don't. I'm kidding. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, like that's the most obvious place to me uh, because I think what it was disappears inside of Egypt, wasn't it? Because I feel like the two always get brought Red up together. Red Sea then. I don't know, maybe yeah. it is in the Red Sea. I mean, I that is what Moses I, parted. Maybe he, like, imparted some knowledge on there. Maybe, actually. <laughs> maybe but it's tied. Honestly, I've been also learning just more big, about though. the Bible in general and, like, piecing it together, like... Like, so... I'm sorry, I just learned so much in my Reiki course. No, um, Diane it's had actually very interesting. Uh, like, she had mentioned that, um, like, Jesus was, like, fully capable of his powers, so that's, like, why he could walk on water and, like, turn water to wine, and, like, literally any of us could do that. Like, we all, like, are so much more powerful than we even know or give ourselves credit for. Like, we could literally walk through walls. It all comes with confidence. And, um, so, like, Jesus is, like, one of those people that, like, came down to try to, like, wake us all up, like, consciousness, and, um... So that's, like, why kind of, like, the stories, like, have all kind of gotten morphed, but, like, we all, like, follow him, and, like, it's just crazy how much has, like, gotten lost in translation, Um, but, like, how a lot of it actually was, like, relevant, and, um, yeah, I don't know, I just think there's going to be a huge shift in consciousness, because we're a collective conscious, and we're all, like, kind of, like, you know, we're all revolving around the same planets, and, like, going through the same things, and... Yeah, but we're going to start waking up. No, I think and, that... Like, I can already I, feel I like so many getting. more people are doing yoga. So many more people are getting into, like, the mind and... The metaphysical. And the metaphysical and aliens. Like, it's just starting to be common. How are we going to deal with reptilians? Yeah. No, I totally... <laughs> we talked about this it's as such well. A, about, like, <laughs> the reptilian, the reptilian people. And, uh, like, because apparently uh, Diane said there's, like, seven species of, like... like I can't remember what they're called like reptilian Mm -hmm. alien species and like five good kind um 
And because, yeah, like, apparently most of them are actually, like, pretty evil. Do we feel, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, like, I feel like reptilian comes with a negative connotation, but I do feel like that the root of being reptilian is being reactive instead of responsive. You're Interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that being a reptile in general, like, yes, we know that reptiles have a limited brain when it comes to, like, reacting to something mammals are able to take something in and <laughs> process it and then produce a response but okay so yeah I, I slowed down there a bit because I didn't think excuse moi all I'm saying is that a reptile doesn't have the ability to take a thought in process it and then put out a response that's actually worthwhile you're right and what happens when humans are able to take something in a lot of a lot of us don't we just take something and immediately a lot of us are reptilian people exactly that reptilian honestly, it's, I it's actually, triggered I after talking to Di- Diane I kind of think that I am a reptilian uh, from like the reptilian race and I think that I was definitely of like a good species and I was thinking about a salamander. <laughs> maybe yeah. I was thinking turtle today because well, I saw a ton of turtles on I was my walk, say a and I like, really resonated with them. Technically, an amphibian. Yeah, you're right. It is because um, they can breathe in or out of water. Mm-hmm. Just for your information, folks. But yeah, I feel like I was um, a reptilian species from Orion. So Orion's belt. Which one? The first. I don't know which one. I hope that like I can uncover that answer for you eventually, but I don't know right now. That was just kind of like the messages I was receiving, and like like, as you said that um, that usually like you can tell like if it's a reptilian person because like they really like to have a lot of tattoos because they never like really felt comfortable in their own skin, and I found that really interesting Mm because like especially recently I've been like really wanting a lot of tattoos. You want to know something that's interesting about you, Nikki? What? So, while you might consider yourself a reptilian, you, okay, so, you might consider, yeah, you might consider yourself a reptilian. I do think that you're one of the most thoughtful people. Mm -hmm. I'm a good reptilian. The thing is, you're like, you're patient. (laughs) And I do think that you put a lot of time into your thought before you, like, actually respond to something. So, Mm -hmm. I would be interested to know your, like, your personal relation. I You already explained it a little bit to being a reptilian. Because yeah. I think that we can all be reptilian and, at times, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure, like, I feel like we've all lived probably so many lives. Like, we've probably all been all of the species. But I don't know. Like, it was just, like, something... Like, you know, sometimes you just kind of get this, like, intuitive little, like, oh, that, like... Gut feeling. Uh, yeah, like, that just kind of, like... Like, I don't even... Like, this shouldn't resonate with me, but it does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, something Where it's, like, so unexpected. Where it's not even, like, I... Like, I Yeah, like, I wouldn't... I would never think, like, oh, I'm a, a reptile. Like, that would never cross my mind. But it produced some kind of reaction where it was just kind of, like, huh. You know? Yeah, so... And that is... So that's, that like, really is the main reason. Re- is like, just that that's kind of, like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Reaction. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do, and like, totally... I get my gut reaction person. Like, I go so much off of my gut and my intuition. I think... I, I mean, you know... That might be an interesting way to spin it now that you talk about it, because I think that there are people that are extremely responsive, and you have to sit in an idea for days before you're able to make up a decision on something. Yeah. And I feel like the reptilian is more the reactionary. I'm I'm definitely usually a pretty quick decision. Unless if, like, for some reason someone gives me a lot of time, then I might take my time, but usually for the most part, I And that's when you get 
all spun up yeah. and like worry about shit. Yeah, it's like just make a quick decision. It's the best thing to do. Then, you're never wrong. You're like your gut is never wrong. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And Can the you thing guys, is like, like fully orchestrate this for me being the first time on the microphone. No, but I do want to <laughs> actually bring up something. I feel like the thing about being reptilian is it's I I think I think that this brings up a good topic. It's very much self-concerned and like protective and like um survivalist Mm -hmm. whereas when it's responsive like i was talking about it's very much rooted in empathy empathy toward other people like their thoughts about how this is affecting other people and this and this and that Mm -hmm. and i don't think that one is better over the other because you have to look out for number one no matter what and i think that's what reptiles are all about when you Mm -hmm. think about it you have to Go for your survival, but like this is once blowing em- my mind because I actually kind of feel like I fall in that department. Empathy kicks in, <laughs> but the thing is, you have a lot of empathy, Nikki. I you do. Really I do. do have a lot of empathy. But I do for think. Sure. Yeah, I but think you look I out for number that, one. Like, if like shit came down to it, yeah, I would look out for number one, which I feel kind of bad saying, but no, I think that that would just be my natural response, like may- not even like. Well, maybe that is why like, you're natural reptilian. state, yeah. But, uh, and you know, I think that God, I like, might... I didn't even think of any of this shit. Now it's like really I'm blowing glad, my mind. I'm glad we were able to talk about this today because like I yeah. have thought about this a lot and I do think that I fall into more of the responsive type. Mm, I think so too. I yeah. think that, like, because you like literally would save anyone before yourself. Probably. And like, I don't yeah. necessarily, I, I, I don't think that that is a strength necessarily. I think that it's a mindset. I don't think that one form of thought is better than the other I think that yeah I think it's like literally just like you don't even have a decision it's just like what you would do yeah you know what I mean it's not even like it's a choice yeah absolutely wow come to Jesus moment over here (laughs) (laughs) but seriously it's super by the way I would do anything for Nikki and she would do anything for me so don't think that she's an entire reptile and I'm an entire (laughs) um you know weepy little bitch over here (laughs) Because, you know, I know it's important in this bitch is to me. Yeah. And Wes. Yeah. Wes, what do you identify with? I feel like you could almost be a lion, people. What the hell's that? <laughs> you need You're to brush up on your alien person. speak. I yeah, actually so don't know I, I didn't. Speak. I actually had no idea until, like, Monday. You've seen there's, like, a feline race of aliens? Yes. I have yeah, look that, it up. but I'm not going to dig into it because it sounds crazy. You should dig into it. Okay. Look it up. I think you're a lion person. Interesting. Well, he is a mm-hmm. Gemini. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's something about them Geminis that are really fucking elusive. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you even have a cat. And you love yeah. a cat. Yeah. Wes is a loving, boy. wonderful soul who cares about whoever he's around mm-hmm. in the best way. Lion, lion people quality. It, 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 okay. Is another lion person quality yeah, just being... Like, if I were to go into Google right now, what should I look up for this? Just lion person. Lion. I think just lion people. I, I think that Wes is one of the most creative pre, like creative p- persons I've ever met. Persons. Yes. I don't know. I feel like he's... You're all over the place in art in general like whether it's You're visual art people that like everything you uh, do is art and yeah, I love that I, I love that too like whether it's art actual like visual art like mm-hmm. I don't know painting drawing anything music 
um, thought in general. Your thoughts are artistic. It's like mm-hmm. why it's so entertaining to be around you. You're, you're constantly just like <laughs> thinking of something. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're just like developing an idea yeah, or a go-to mm-hmm. plan, like, oh, we're going to do this and this is going to bring us here and da-da-da. Like, he wants to open a business. Like, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. I love that you have these ideas because, like, this is the way that the fucking world actually runs is people mm-hmm. that are idea people. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Can we edit out my, like, drunk shmingo? Smorgy Corgi. Smorgy Corgi. Um, so Yorgi. we were just, no, Yorgi it's Yorgi Smorgi. Okay, so we were just watching this episode of SpongeBob, by the way. Okay, so the episode of SpongeBob we just watched was the one where SpongeBob is getting all these awards and Patrick accidentally gets delivered an award to SpongeBob for being the most outstanding achievement for achievement. And his name's not on it. SpongeBob's is. And Patrick's like, I want an award. So they're trying to decide on what Patrick can do best. And they're just like thinking really low, like really small. Like Patrick was like shooting big first, but what they finally settled on is a job at the Krusty Krab. So Patrick goes in there and he's just failing, falling on his face. Like he's, you know, not quite there in the head. So um, SpongeBob finally challenges him with the ridiculous task of opening a jar. So he brings out a jar and he's trying to lead Patrick. He's like, put your hand on the lid. The lid. The lid. The lid. The lid. The lid. Patrick can't find the lid with his hand. And eventually he says, do exactly as I do. And Patrick, something clicks in his little reptilian brain. Reptilian. That, that <laughs> tells him, yeah, exactly, to do exactly as SpongeBob does. And he literally puts his hand on the jar, opens it. He thinks he breaks it. And he's like, nope, I just did exactly what SpongeBob did, and it worked. So he starts copying him for the next, you know, 24 hours. And um, it's a very interesting episode. Um it ends up with SpongeBob going crazy that Patrick is copying him. Where were you going with this? Because I, I, I said Yorgi Shmorgi. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> but yeah. SpongeBob starts we're doing like absolutely ridiculous things to make Patrick copy him. And so, like, he even puts a fake hand on the grill, and Patrick burns his own hand. <laughs> to try to copy Spongebob. But then he starts saying bullshit. Everybody should have a fake hand. He's <laughs> just like, Yorgi Schmorgi. And they say it at the same time. It's like, why the fuck did you say that? <laughs> you weird fucking sea animals. Anyway. Sea creatures. I, um, I'm done telling the story of that Spongebob okay. episode. <laughs> we'll take Thank one God. tiny drink break. Okay. Straighten out. Grab Susie for some, for some uh, tarot cards. Cool. Tarot. Well, everybody, we want to thank you for joining in our conversation today. Um, You know, we wanted to dive a little bit more into tarot, and we're going to save that for our next episode, which, you know, hopefully won't be that long like these last. Because uh, we we really took a good hiatus here, and um, we're looking to make a lot more content this summer. And especially since Nikki's recently gotten into tarot, um, we really want to highlight that our next episode, and I want her to like just give a little piece about like what she's been learning recently about it. Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm super excited. I think that we should do some really fun tarot readings with everyone next week, and yeah, it's a tool that I picked up earlier this year, and I'm in love with it. It's amazing. It's really so people that really don't know tarot. 
It's like an 82 card deck, and each uh, card is extremely symbolic. And uh, most decks will come with a book, so it'll like tell you what each card means. But the art that is on the card is really representative of the meaning. So you kind of just intuitively know when you look at it, like its message. Um, but it's really all about using your intuition. We're just all so, so incredibly powerful, way more powerful than we even know. So when we ask the deck a question of like, you know, what can I look at? Um, where can I be using my energies better? Uh, those types of questions, your uh, intuition just knows exactly which one to draw. And it's, it's been so spot on for me. It's completely uncanny, but it's amazing because it really just opens your eyes to reflecting on, on something that you weren't thinking of originally. And so I personally also really just like to journal with it because it just, it's like such a incredible little glimpse into your mind, your subconscious. It's kind of crazy the way you described that because like what it really kind of sums up for me a little bit is astrology. Um, oh, 100%. I think. I think they are very in intertwined and I would other. love to have another astrology. I know we did one last season, but... Absolutely. You know, we could always do more astrology talk as well. Oh, we always incorporate a little bit of that into our talks, but I think, okay, so something that really stands out to me, like, okay, there's 82 cards, and I want to know why 82 is that magic number, and like, what Actually, there might be, that might be a little bit different. There might be like 79 in the standard tarot deck, but mine personally has 82, and I think there's like a few extra cards in mine that are um, more special to this deck. I suppose. Uh, so I don't, I'm sure there is a reason behind it. Um, I have brushed up a little bit on the history, but I don't know that answer. And there's just so many, like you could look up history of tarot and there's just so many different responses to that. I and mean, no one really knows. Yeah. Like religion in general, there's just a lot yeah, of different like ways to interpret of, things. Yeah. And like there's like lots of different like uh, stories of like where it traced back to. No, for um, sure. So. There's a lot of, you know, differing opinions on that, but... But, like, even... Okay, even just the number in general being 79 or 82 or whatever it is, like, hovering around that number, the mm -hmm. fact that each of the vibes from those cards are so different so, and so strong... Yeah, so, okay, so there's a major Akrana and the minor Akrana, and the major Akrana is, like, cards like the sun, death. It's, like, the, the bigger cards are, like, the bigger, like, kind of life events or themes, okay. and then the minor Akrana is split up into four suits... So you have cups, which is um, very uh, associated to the water sign, and then there's... Um, the old water. Yeah, and then swords. <laughs> swords is air. Uh, that makes sense. Pentacles is earth. Ooh, and not pentacles. And wands is fire. Interesting. So, yeah, there's, like, kind Big of different vibes within... Yeah, absolutely. So there's, yeah, most of the, the books that you'll find that go with tarot decks actually have, um, like, planets uh, associated to some of the cards as well, um, which I find really interesting. Well, guys, and I'm saying I am flabbergasted right now. <laughs> I'm learning about a lot of stuff for the first time tonight, and yeah, I just no, want to say... You guys, tarot is oh. so, so incredible. I The more I learn, the more I'm just astounded by this. I just want to find it's... out if I get some cards flipped by Mercury tonight that are ruled by that planet, <laughs> because I feel like Mercury is just, like, always served me the best. Yeah. Um... If I'm going to feel an astrology pull toward a planet... 
maybe. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to pull tarot with you guys. I I think it'll be, I wish we had time tonight, but yeah, there's so much to get into. We can talk a little bit more about tarot next week too, before we actually do a reading. I think that it's way more than I thought it was. I mean, before earlier this year, I didn't even know anything about tarot. And then Christine Wackerly texted me a few times about it. And I was like, I should look into this because when Christine texts me about something, I need to look into it. She's like a weird, like spirit guide in my life. The one where, like, thing she shares things that I like now, like I've gotten to the point where if she texts me something, I like check it out immediately because I'm like, Christine's texting me. Like I, absolutely. Like, everything she's like passed off to me has been life changing almost. So I'm like, Christine's this weird little spirit. She's guy, like giving me little nuggets. She's got some like really interesting wisdom in her because yeah, I like, I, the does. thing is I don't feel like she has to research something even. She just like feels a pull towards something and it's like, oh, Yep. This is good for people to like. She has such good insight on things. It's yeah. like interesting. Yeah, and absolutely. Thank you, Christine. I, thank you, Christine. You actually, we love you. We've brought yeah. her up actually multiple times in the she past. She needs to be a guest for She's sure. She's going to be a guest. Yeah. But like the thing is, like Christine is guided by interesting poles in the world she's not like seriously it's like partially her own mind but like i really do think that she's like a psychic in her own way I think like, she's, she's, too. she's a psychic for sure she, she has um, such an interesting intuition mm-hmm. i've never experienced anything 100%. like it um god we 100%. love her to death but yeah no uh i think that we should probably start wrapping things up yeah um, i think this conversation even went on a little longer than it was supposed to but it can only be great <laughs> you know great quality content sorry you know we we put a lot of bullshit in there and it's all good times lots of um, bullshit i don't even know uh, i don't yeah it'll be an interesting it one matter. to listen back to but you know, i hope you guys enjoyed we it hope that you love i hope it that we opened your mind in some way shape bit. or form even if it's full of hot air now yeah it, i hope you it's know, expanded a little bit if you guys i just want to have some closing words here if you guys listened to this all the way through and you didn't like it the first time, take a gummy edible. <laughs> um, be that 8 milligrams or 15 milligrams. I would prefer it be sativa, but you can do whatever your choice. Just take that. Let it set in for an hour and a half, maybe two hours. You know, let, let, the, let the turd bake. And then just... Just re-listen to this and see if you gain any insight because... You know, we don't know if we did, but we hope you did. Yeah. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Bye.